Hey everybody, welcome back to our new format, Inside SCP, where we share a little bit of what we've learned from building software over the last 35 years. I asked our Director of Engineering, John Fuller, to share how he tends to help our customers with what they should be thinking about before they build cloud-based applications. And the starting point for him tends to come down to three things, risk, cost, and what your existing infrastructure or talent pool looks like. So if you're gearing up or thinking about building a Greenfield app or perhaps migrating something from an on-prem environment, this quick overview might help you think through how to make a more intentional choice and avoid some pitfalls. Hope you enjoy. Uh, as I think about um, a lot of our customers, especially our larger enterprise customers, which is the bulk of our work, right? That's kind of where we got our roots in. We kind of started in large enterprises as a business. Um, those are companies that oftentimes started building stuff with Atoms 100 years ago. And over the last few decades, maybe, and even more recently than that, started building software, stuff with bits. Um, cloud... I'm air quoting here for those listening. Cloud um, is either relatively new to them or um, they're still in the phase of IT modernization, if I had to give it a term. Sure. Uh, and they come to companies like us. They come to SCP and they're, they've, they've either got this legacy system that's on-prem or uh, it's their first new greenfield application that they want to build in the cloud. They don't have a ton of expertise or experience in it. They're coming to ask us questions. What are the things that, you know, John, from your perspective, we see most often or the things that we feel like they need to think about that are most important? Do you have a top three to five things in your in your mind that, oh, you should think about, um, you know, this, this, and that? And let's have a conversation. Assume, assume I'm a customer. What does sure. that look like? Sure. Yeah, I mean, when I when I come into these conversations, I always have at least a few a few questions that I want to poke at before before we can make any sort of recommendation. Because it's like, I mean, you know, cloud uh, or like any sort of platform these days is, is very much um, you know sort of top of mind buzzword. It's like it's like oh yeah, we should just move to the cloud. It's like well may, maybe maybe not. Um, but yeah, so the, the couple the couple of things we always like to <clears throat> like to ask about is is first like what like what risks are you trying to mitigate by by mm. going to the cloud like where where are you at with with that and it's like are you are you trying to to eliminate some risk mitigate some risk or is like it's like um, maybe it's market maybe it's cost um yeah it's like, it's like what what are you looking at there and then um like related to that is like what what is your cost structure that you're looking at um is running on prem is it too expensive like do, and then um Lastly, and also related to cost, is what is your what is your existing infrastructure look like? Do you have do you have on prem resources? Do you have talent in your company that you're already using to to manage your uh, manage your systems? And it's like if you move to the cloud or you move to another platform, um, like can can those same folks or the folks that you're planning on hiring can they can they ma manage in the, in this new this new platform? Uh, you know, so in that I heard, you know, risk, cost, and um, kind of like your, your existing talent pool, your existing infrastructure. Talking about risk for a minute, um, I feel like that can be a hard conversation to have with folks when it comes to um, cloud, especially if they don't have any experience in it. Um, 
you know, it's usually something that you can spin up very easily. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I would consider myself technical. I am by no means an engineer. Um, uh, if you if you give me access to a code base, I will probably mess it up. Uh, but I like to tinker. I like to understand things. Um, I could probably spin something up relatively quickly inside of AWS or or, or GCP or whatever. Um, and I have you know low level of expertise. Um, if you have uh, a lot of experts in your building that are that are you know jumping to this conclusion, how do you? Uh, how do you help somebody um, be more intentional in choosing either which cloud platform they should go with or uh, thinking through uh, the the risk that they have as a customer in 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 navigating that that decision? What does that look like in your mind? Sure. So I think uh, so I think uh, like f first thing I would think about from a risk is is like, uh, or just, I guess, as, as you start to think about uh, cloud, is what what types of risks like exist for you today, and what what might moving to a cloud platform like what risks might that expose you to? Um, so today, for example, if you if you move to cloud, like it, it could strictly just be based on cost. It's like we like the, the risk maybe is uh, our our our, our on prem cost is just too high and we don't have enough people to take care of it, mm. uh, take care of those resources or take care of our applications. And so we're trying, trying to reduce that risk by moving it to the cloud. And, and that's, that's a, it's a great reason. Uh, and it's like, like you said, like it's, it's very easy to get, the, get some, uh, some resources spun up, get, um, you know, like move your applications to the cloud. Uh, but it comes, it comes with a different set of risks. So it's like, what happens when the platform you're deploying to has downtime? Yeah. Uh, what happens if you know you don't um, you don't understand the security risks of moving moving there? So it's like maybe you have you know very extremely sensitive data and has regulations attached to it. Um, so like there's there's a different set of risks, but oftentimes like you know it is a it needs to be an intentional trade off. Um, so I guess that, that that's where I would start. Yeah. No, that, that's an interesting thing you bring up. Um, Obviously, you know, we do a lot of highly regulated work, whether it's export control or HIPAA, uh, PCI even, uh, and, and a slew of others. Um, you know, nowadays there are secure cloud environments. There are, you know, there's, there's uh, Azure government. There's um, AWS has a similar platform for export control data, I believe. Yep, GovCloud. Yep. GovCloud, thank you. Um, and um, I think sometimes people might make the assumption that we can't go to the cloud from a regulatory perspective, but I I, I wonder um, how you how they even start to have some of those conversations. Sometimes it's uh, baked in assumption of we've always done it this way, we can't do mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. or um, shifting that conversation to well, you did it that way and that works, but there there might be a new way to accomplish the same regulatory requirement. Like you used to do it with a document. Now we're going to do it with um, infrastructure's code. The same, you know, the same check boxes can be checked, but it's it's in a new way. And helping people understand that, I think, is kind of a hard road to some degree. But it, it does come down to more so than technical ability. It comes down to a little bit of the human element. Yeah, for for sure. I think. Uh, a lot of times, like what what you just said, Zach, I think is spot on. Is you have to re-examine all of those 
assumptions that you've made, like maybe like you said for decades, uh, and you have to you have to bring in, you know, maybe you have to rebring in your security officers mm. and um, <clears throat> compliance and all those folks and reevaluate all those assumptions that you've made over time. But the thing the thing is with when you're moving to these. Um, you know, like the secure platforms that you just mentioned, um, you know, and apl- applies to other areas of risk too. It's like when you when you start to re-examine those policies that you you know that you've taken for granted for years, um, you know, it, it empowers sort of the rest of the organization. <clears throat> empowers the rest of the organization to um, to participate in those conversations as well, because mm. uh, like when when you move to something like Azure Government or AWS GovCloud. Um, you know, you're able to, to shift left and move move a lot of those uh, those policies and um, uh, ideas like that. Move them into, like you said, infrastructure as code, uh, so that they're documented, they're right, executable, right. and you and you can you can test against them. Um, and that op- oftentimes is the sort of thing that you know m- moves the needle um, from a regulatory perspective and just like c- can make things a lot lot easier, a lot simpler. Yeah, I mean, I even think about just cost of ownership. In some ways, yeah. I mean, you're 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 effectively buying it as a utility, and you don't have to maintain and update and manage all of that on-prem stuff. There's some advantages potentially, given your constraints for your yeah. organization. Everybody's a little different. Like it can be a huge benefit from from that perspective. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So let's talk about cost for a second. Um, I feel like there's a sweet spot for using. Uh, maybe a third-party cloud. I don't, I'm gonna. I, I coined that. That's trademark. No one can steal that now. Uh, third-party uh, uh, platform like AWS, Azure, GCP, versus you know um, companies like Amazon or Facebook, Meta now, I guess whatever their name is, like building their own data centers. Sure. You know, their Basecamp uh, recently moved everything to their own environment. Yep. I don't know if that was an economies of scale play for them, but there were some constraints that made it make sense for them. From a from a cloud perspective, like if, as we think about cost, it's relatively cheap to get started. And I would assume you get to a point where you it might not be there might the cost benefit might not exist. Sure. How do you how do you, how do how should we think about that? Yeah, I think it's a great point. It's a great question, um, but I, I think you know if, if you're just getting started today, um, I guess you know like decades ago, it's like just to get started building a SaaS app, like you would have to go spec out a bunch of servers mm-hmm. and spend you know a hundred thousand dollars on a server before you could even really get started. Today, you can do that, you know, with like your your hundred dollar free uh, credit that you get from you know GCP or Azure or something like that. Right. Uh, so you could just get, you can get started like literally today and don't have to go buy uh, don't have to go buy a server, which, which is wonderful and is especially great for for those um, those startups or those companies who have you know really small footprints. Or, you know, like we see that oftentimes, like a small group inside of a more established company yeah. coming in and be like, okay, we want to try to reinvent some things, how we do how we do uh, our IT, uh, modernize. And so it's like, we're going to start small and the cost the cost is very attractive because everything is very small. Yeah. It, it almost like enables shadow IT within larger organizations and <laughs> startups, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I'm not advocating for shadow IT, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then like as you as you sort of grow into it, uh, and you, you you understand and like your the, the usage patterns and the workloads start to stabilize and you know you know how much you know load you're gonna have 
um, or you know you know what your you know what your customer base is going to be. It could be that like um, you know moving moving to a different a different platform other than like the, the cloud system that you've built is maybe the right way to go. But I think it really just again like comes in careful analysis of what that looks like um, is important. But and then there's there's the, the sort of like flip side of what um, that maybe makes cloud like always a great choice is like when when you know you're gonna have you know like these huge spikes and yes. you just can't control them. So yes. it's like so if you're a, a retailer and Black Friday comes, it's like you could probably you know if you're a popular retailer, like you could probably never buy enough compute of your own that would make sense to keep it in the warehouse or in your data your data center for the rest of the year. Like right. it just doesn't make sense. Right. So it's like being in the cloud for that. So you can just like turn that knob, crank it up, Black Friday, you know, or you know, Thanksgiving through Christmas. It's like that that always may almost always makes sense uh, to be in a cloud type environment. That's a really good point. You know, thinking about your business model and the engagement with users, because uh, let's uh, just throw a hypothetical. Let's say I'm a small startup and I'm building an app that's a, a freemium play. So I, I need to build yep. some critical mass of, of users over time before I can start to monetize the thing. Yep. That's going to start to cost me money before I can start to generate real revenue. And I, I don't know, you're, you're more of an expert than I am. How do you predict cost with cloud? I've, I've always, my, my understanding, my experience with that is that it's really hard to uh, forecast and anticipate and predict cost for cloud resources and cloud computing um, when you don't necessarily uh, fully understand how your market's going to engage with your product. And for a, for a small company or early stage company, or maybe even uh, I'll say like a, uh, an internal innovation group in a large enterprise when they have a limited budget and they need predictable um, expenses, like how do we, how, how, do, how do folks navigate that? How do you think about that? Sure, that's a good question and it gets pretty complex. Yeah, um, I know it's not an easy answer. <clears throat> so, you know, AWS and Azure, I know both have, um, pretty detailed calculator that that you can uh, you can use to go in and say like okay it's like I'm going to use this type of resource it's going to have this type of load I need to need to buy this this certain level so I get these security requirements or these um, these these uptime specifications um, and and price it out that way but you know when you when you have variable load or and you you don't know it's like you're maybe you're a startup or um, or you're early stage enough like you just don't know what you're going to use yet um, yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to make some educated guesses. And yeah. I think a lot of times, like that, that's where, um, where it, it makes sense for the sort of the, the product manager and the architect to be working together. Mm. Where you can say, like, okay, like product manager, like, wh- like, what are you seeing? What, what are you, what are your expectations for for how this is gonna, how this is gonna land? And then you know, the, the then the product manager and the architect or tech lead, whatever. Um, can sort of decide together. It's like okay, like we're gonna use we're gonna use this this set uh, of components together um, to try to achieve this cost um, with this sort of like level of service to the right. customer without sacrificing yeah. performance too much and trying to yep. throttle deal with those constraints. That yeah. that's fair. And and then also times like uh, those cloud platform providers, um, they want some stability as well. Yeah. And, uh, so they'll they'll offer you know sort of bulk discounts. Um, you know, like yearly pricing or multi-year pricing right. for a certain certain amount of, of compute or storage or something like that. So, so those th- just know like those options are sort of on the table as well. Oh, that's that's good. So, the last thing we we'll touch on a little bit of like existing infrastructure or talent. Um, 
uh, I feel like, you know, in our world, we're a company of generalists for the most part, right? We, we, uh, we have customers that play in all of the platforms. Um, I, let's say I have um, uh, somebody on staff that already understands AWS, but for some reason, I'm going to make something up here on the spot. Uh, Azure makes more sense for whatever we're building. Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe it's some of the compliance things, and, and Azure just, there's better benefits there. How hard is that to shift in your mind? It's it's a different tool set, but for the most part, kind of same rough idea, whether it's you know uh, microservices or infrastructure as code, like the same tool sets exist on both platform, all, all three platforms sure. as far as I understand, right? I mean, how important is it to align to the folks that are in your, in, at your company today? in your pool of talent? Is that just, oh, go go take a class. Is it that easy or am I oversimplifying it? No, it's, it's a good question. Um, it's one, you know, we, we talk about a lot, I think internally, and I think it, it does, uh, it just maybe it just depends on the level of expertise that, or the level of depth that those, um, you know, your, your employees or, or the folks that are working on, uh, work on these applications. Uh, how how deep they they go in managing these applications. Mm. So if they wind up in there being a developer or they're in there sort of like on the, in the day to day sort of managing these applications, making sure they making sure they're still running and configuring them properly, um, you know, the the concepts are all similar, uh, but the tooling is going to be quite different. The, the The way you go about managing these things is going to be different, mm. and so I, I imagine. Um, you know, it, it would be similar as like if, if you ran your whole business, you know, and uh, you know, you in the, in the past, your IT organization, like you were probably a like a Microsoft and we do things through mm-hmm. Exchange and Active Directory or, you know, you were, you were a Linux shop and we did we did everything uh, in Linux. And so it's like uh, it's probably similar to that that divide where it's like, um, sure, I am certain like anyone in either of those camps are very capable of learning the other. Uh, but it's just like like taking the investment to yeah, do that. And so, yeah. I th- so I think that's an organizational investment is like in like just investing in those people to, to make, to make that change and, and bridge that gap. Uh, cause it, it, it's not small. It's going to, yeah. it's going to be, um, yeah, it's not small. It's a big, it'll be an investment. That's an interesting point, And I think a very wise one in the, it's not just, um, you know, one or two folks, there, there are probably um, concentric circles, uh, uh, not of success, <laughs> of impact or influence yep. um, that not everybody might, that not everybody would consider or think about if you haven't been through it before. There's probably a lot of harder learning than, okay, go take a class on Azure. Yeah. You've got experience in AWS. It's, it's just not that simple. It's way more complex than that and probably has a bigger impact to your business. Certainly. Yeah, it's like all, all the, like you said, like yeah. all those concepts apply, but yeah. um, across, across the board, like, the details are going to yeah. be going to be different. Like there, mu- there probably needs to be a very compelling reason to m- move to a different platform than than the folks and the experts and the systems and the the um, I'll say rhythms of your business that exist today for you to go somewhere somewhere else. For sure, yeah. I mean, if, if you're sort of like a uh, like we'll say like like flight level one, where mm. you have like single projects or single products taking care of their own thing. It's like, sure, like they can, they could go run and be, be in there, be in a different cloud than the rest of your organization, but just know that like, that's sort of going to be a silo to yeah. be by itself. Uh, so if your organization sort of runs that way, it's like you have everything is sort of separate. It's like, that seems fine. But if you're expecting sort of a, a uniform, uniform architecture, uniform platform, um, 
then yeah, it's like it, it's going to be uh, probably a, a challenge if you if you decide to spin up inside of a different cloud. It's like the rest of that platform is not going to play as, quite as nicely. Um, Interesting. That makes that makes total sense. All right, John. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to try to explain something a little more, very complex, and try to distill it down to a, a couple of simple thoughts and questions. For sure. So I appreciate it. Have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. All right. Thanks, you too.